We've been in a, in a message series now for, uh, for a few months called Walking in the Supernatural. And you know, how many know God is supernatural? Amen. You know, in today's world, we talk about supernatural, and sometimes we get the wrong idea of what we're talking about, but God is supernatural. He's a supernatural God. He does miracles. The Bible's filled with miracles and what the Bible calls signs and wonders and healing and just things that are, that are just supernatural. And so a while back, God put it on my heart that, that we need to raise the level of faith in the church. We need to raise the, the level uh, of faith, believing for miracles, believing for God to do things miraculous. And so we started this series, and, and when we started this series, we, we laid out four foundations for walking in the supernatural. And the first was God is good. Amen. Amen? And, you know, the core or the, the foundation of all theology is the fact that God is good. He's a good God. He loves us and he's good. The second uh, foundation is nothing is impossible for God. Say that. Nothing is impossible. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, nothing is impossible for God. The third foundation for walking in the supernatural was everything was settled at the cross. How many know everything Everything Jesus came to do, everything we need was settled at the cross. The fourth thing was that people are significant. You and I are significant. We're important to God. People, no matter where, where people live, no matter what their backgrounds are, people are important to God. And so those are the four foundations. And today we're going to come and we're going to look at a passage of scripture uh, here in John 7. And in John 7, Jesus has been teaching uh, through what was, was one of the great feasts uh, of, of Israel. And it was the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Booths. Jesus had kind of snuck into town because he didn't want people to know. They were actually seeking to, to find him and to to apprehend and, and to kill him. So he snuck in quietly, and, and, but he, he went to the temple to teach uh, in the temple, uh, in the, the, the Feast of Tabernacles. And so we pick up in verse 37. I'm just going to read three passages of Scripture here. Verse 37, John, uh, John chapter 7 says, Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty... Let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who he believed in him were to receive. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share your word. Lord, we pray, Father, that each one of us will just open our hearts today. We'll receive your word. We'll, we'll hear your voice. And however you want these words to be spoken to each one of us, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, the title of my message today is Rivers of the Heart. Rivers of the Heart. And there are three lessons in this passage of scripture that I want to point out to you. Three lessons that, that Jesus is speaking here. How many know Jesus comes to teach us? He comes to share with us, to help us grow and to change. And there are three lessons that I want to point out to you. The first lesson that Jesus is sharing here is know the condition of your heart. 
Know the condition of the heart. Jesus says in verse 37, if anyone is thirsty, if anyone is thirsty, he's not talking here about about physical thirst. He's not talking, I'm actually thirsty, but this is physical thirst, right? He's not talking about that because in verse 39, he says he's speaking of the Spirit. So we know that Jesus is speaking about a spiritual thirst. He's saying, if anyone is spiritually thirsty, that means if, if you're dry in your spirit, if, you, if you're tired and you need refreshing. How many of you just, there are times you go through life and especially over the last year or two and, you know, are times you go through maybe seasons of stress and pressure and, and problems and situations and circumstances in your life and you just, you just end, up it, end it dry and kind of empty and, and need some refreshing. Anybody ever go through that? Amen. I do. You know, maybe every week, I don't know. But I go through those times where I just need refreshing. And that's what Jesus is talking about. If anyone is thirsty, there's a story in the Old Testament in Exodus 17 where the children of Israel, you know, they have, in Exodus, in the Old Testament, they have been delivered from slavery and uh, and from Egypt. And they're traveling through the desert, through the wilderness, and they come to this place where, they have, where they've run out of water. They have, they have no water, and it was hot. How many know it's been hot around here lately? Anybody ever been working outside a little bit and for long? You're thirsty, right? Well, the children of Israel, they come to this place. They're hot, they're thirsty, and there's no water. And so they go and they start complaining to Moses. Moses is their leader and they complain to him and and say, give us something to drink. And so Moses goes to God and he says, what shall I do? Now God tells Moses, take his staff. Remember the staff, if you remember the stories of the Bible, Moses, God gave Moses a staff. Remember, and he, it tur- he turned it into a serpent, and he waved it over, uh, over Egypt, and, and, and the plagues came about. It wasn't that the staff was supernatural or miraculous. It was God used the staff and used Moses to do supernatural things. He, and, and so he tells, he tells Moses to take that staff, and he says to hit a rock, strike a rock, and out of it will flow water for the people to, to drink. Now, that's a miracle. That would be a miracle, wouldn't it? If you take a, a staff and you strike a rock and, and out of it comes water. Well, that's exactly what happened. Moses struck the rock. Now, we don't even know what size. It could have been a little tiny rock. It could have been a big boulder. We don't know what size of rock, but you think about it. What if it was a, a little small rock and a fountain comes out of it? a fountain for the, for the children of Israel to drink. You see, Jesus is speaking uh, in the scripture. He's speaking here and he's saying, I want, if any of you are thirsty, just like the children of Israel, are you thirsty? And throughout the scriptures, Jesus is spoken of as the rock. How many of you know Jesus is spoken of as a rock? He's spoken of as the rock of my salvation. And, and, the, and there's a song that we used to sing a hundred years ago when I was a child, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's called Rock of Ages. Remember that? You know, Jesus is referred to the rock and Jesus is saying, if you're thirsty, he's not talking about natural things. If you're thirsty for, for the spirit, if you're thirsty for more of God, come to this rock. 
Come to the rock of Jesus. Let him come to this rock. He's talking about a spiritual thirst. He's talking about the condition of your heart. If your heart is crying out for God, if your heart is dry and empty, and if your heart is hurting, he says, come to this rock. You ever been there? Where you just come to a place where you just feel dry and empty and you just, you just, you just go to God and, and that's what Jesus is saying. You know, you're dry, you're empty. You just come to Jesus. He says, come to this rock. There's a 17th century theologian named Blaise Pascal. Some of you probably have heard of Pascal. Most of, you, most of us don't really know or think about his first name, but it was Blaise. I love that name, Blaise Pascal. But he said this. He says, there is a God shaped hole in the heart of man which cannot be satisfied by any created thing but only by God may known through Jesus Christ. You see, I, I believe that, I believe what he's saying is true. I believe that there is a deep thirst and a deep hunger and a deep desire within every human being on the planet because that was the way they were created. There was a deep hunger and thirst and a desire to know God, not just to know him, know about him from his word or from Bible stories, but to know him intimately, to have a relationship, an encounter, and an experience with God. I believe there's a deep desire of all of us to have that kind of experience. And Jesus is saying, if you recognize if you recognize this place of emptiness in your own heart, if you recognize the condition of your own heart, he's saying, he's saying, come to me. Jesus says, come to me. Because you can only be satisfied by Jesus. You can only be satisfied when you come to the source, when you come to the one who created you, who put that desire. He's the only one that can satisfy you. So the question this morning is, what is the condition of your heart? What's the condition of our heart? We should all know. I know about my own heart when I come to a place of emptiness. And I know that there is nothing, there is no one, there's nothing that's going to satisfy the longing of my heart except Jesus. Amen. The second lesson that I want you to see this morning from this, this passage, know, what you're, know what's going into your heart. Know what you're putting into your heart. Know who's speaking into your life, who's watching or listen, who you're watching or listening to. What do you allow in your life? That's the question here. What are you allowing? What are you receiving? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you, what are you taking into your life? The Bible teaches us that there are three gates to the soul. There's the eyes, Right? what you see and what you watch. There's the ears, what you, what you hear. And there's the mouth about what you speak. We've got to be careful about what we speak over ourselves and over our lives. Those are gates. It's kind of like, you know, you've seen the, the, the three wise monkeys. You ever hear, you know, the, you know, the hear no evil and see no evil, right? Speak no evil, right? It's kind of like that. There's, those, the, there's truth in those little three little monkeys, right? Because those are gates and we have to be careful what we allow into our life. And Jesus says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Come to me. If your heart is, if there's a longing in your heart, come to Jesus and partake. Let him put into your life what 
will, is the only thing that will fill that desire that you have. I love the words, come to me. Jesus says, come to me. God is always calling us to come nearer. God is always saying, come close. You know, before Jesus went to the cross, people couldn't come close to God. But, but Jesus died on the cross for our sins. There is nothing holding us back. No matter where you're at in life, who you are, what you've done, it doesn't matter. You can come to Jesus. And he's always calling us. James 4.8 says, come close to God, and God will come close to you. God responds to us. He responds to our prayers, and he responds to us drawing near, and he responds to the, the emptiness and the, the loneliness, if you will, the desire of our heart. He responds to those things. Jesus said in Matthew 11.28, he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We live in a world that needs rest. We live in a world that is heavy laden and, and people are, are tired and Jesus says, come to me, come to me. Hebrews 4.16 says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. We need, we need grace and mercy like we have never need grace and mercy in today's world. We need to be dispensers of grace and mercy as much as we need grace and mercy. We need to learn how to be people of grace and people of mercy today. And Jesus says, if any of you are thirsty, if any of you are thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Let him come to me and drink. In John 4, we turn a few pages back from where we're at in John 7, there's a story where Jesus is, is traveling with his disciples, and he, and he comes to a well. He sends his disciples on to get food, and, and he he's travels. He comes to this well, and there's a woman, a Samaritan woman. And Jews and Samaritans didn't get along. They weren't, they weren't best of friends or anything. But this Samaritan woman comes to draw water. She, she comes because her flocks are thirsty. And she comes to draw water for her family. And, and, and she comes to this well. And Jesus is sitting there at the well. And listen to the words that Jesus says to her. I won't go through the whole story. Read it later. It's, it's a wonderful story. Most of you probably know it. But listen to these words, what Jesus says in John 4 and verse 13. He says, Everyone who drinks of this water, he's talking about the water she's coming to, to draw from the well. Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him, supernatural, spiritual water, the water of the Holy Spirit, if you come to him and you drink of the water that he offers, he's saying, if you do that, you shall never thirst, he tells this woman. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of, spring, a well of water springing up into eternal life. He says, if you... Just like you come to this well for natural water, if you come to me for the spiritual water, for the refreshing water of the Holy Spirit. He said, not only will it forever, for eternity, quench your thirst, but he also says that it will spring up in you to be a well that you can partake of and continue to partake of. And so this woman who comes to this well because she's 
physically thirsty, she says to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst. You see, that's the way we're supposed to come to Jesus. He says, come to me. He says, come and drink of this water. He wants us to come, and he wants us knowing the condition of our heart, knowing that we're thirsty, knowing that our heart is emptier, our heart is dry and needs him. He says, come. So she knew the condition of her heart. She came to the source of the well. See, the question for us this morning is, is are we thirsty? Are you thirsty for God? Are you thirsty for the Holy Spirit? Are you thirsty for the, this eternal water, this supernatural water? Jesus says, come to me and drink. Come to me and drink. The third lesson, the third lesson I want you to see here this morning is know what flows out of your life. Know what flows out of your life. Have you ever done something like... Uh, <laughs> One of the easy ones is hit your thumb with a hammer. Anybody ever done that? You know, what flows out of that usually is not very good, right? How many have ever stubbed your toe? It may be some things. I know that I have to bite my tongue, right? But you know, there's a lot of things in life, and especially in this season that we're in over the last year and a half, that we're frustrated because we can't do this, or restricted by this, or maybe a friend gets sick, or, or we're frustrated, and, 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 and we, we come to this place that what flows out when you come to those moments and those times, you hit your thumb or you stub your toe, what flows out of your heart? What flows out of your life? Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, he says, For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. Did you hear that? The mouth speaks out of what flows from the heart. You hit that thumb with that hammer. And man, something was in there that you may not have known. How many have ever, how many have ever been asked a question or put on the spot and all of a sudden something, man, you just, it's like, where did that come from out of me? I've been there, right? Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not good. But, but I've been there. Jesus says in John, John 7, 37, if anyone will, is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. But listen to verse 38. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being, from his heart, will flow rivers, rivers of living water. You see, if... If your soul is thirsty, Jesus says, come to me and drink. Drink from this eternal well of Jesus, of this, this rock of Jesus. Come to me and drink. Come to me and drink from this eternal well of my spirit, of the Holy Spirit. You see, those who do, I've learned by experience that those who do will be satisfied. I've learned there are times no matter what I do, I can't go to things. I can't go to people necessarily. I have to come to Jesus. I just, he's the only one that can fill the longing of my heart. And when I come to him, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. You see, and those who do, he says, he goes on and he tells us that when we come to him and we're satisfied, then out of our heart will flow rivers, rivers out of our heart of living water. And see, I believe that that we live in a world today that needs some living water. We live in a culture, we live in a world and a society where people are hurting and they're dry, they're scared and 
and they need living water. See, I not only believe that we need to come to Jesus when we're thirsty, but I believe we need to learn to come to Jesus because others are thirsty. I believe we need to come to him because rivers of living water are needed in our world. We need to be rivers of living water. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. See, I'm going to look, that, look at that for another reason. I'm going to say there's a lot of people who has, have issues in life. They need answers. They need comfort. They need mercy and grace. And, and we become rivers of living water flowing out of our heart. We bring them to the place where they'll never thirst again. That emptiness can be filled forever. and That dryness can be filled and satisfied forever. See, church, we need to know the condition of our own hearts. We need to know what we're allowing in to our hearts. And we need to know what God wants to flow out of our hearts because he wants to flow out for others. He wants to flow out for a world that is dry and that's sick and hurting. So would you bow your heads with me this morning? See, I believe that there's a world waiting, waiting for the springs of living water to be opened. I believe in this community, in our city, there are people that are dry and hurting. I I see them every day. I know you do too. In the stores and wherever we go, there are people who are scared, they're hurting, they're dry, they, they need They need to drink from the wells of the Spirit. They need refreshing. Jesus is saying to us today, to you, to me, he's calling us, draw closer. Come to me and drink of these living waters. Come to me and be refreshed. But I believe he's calling the church to be a refresher a refresher to the world.